This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. Okay, it's time to talk about wrestling. Here we go. Here we go. Oh boy, what a week it's been. I have been sort of checked out because I went to uh, Austin this weekend to do a yeah, you Star went to Wars the Promise Land, and you yeah. realize there's a whole world out there for people like you. Yeah, all the uh, yeah all the <laughs> problematic guys just out there doing stand up. You know, it's just yeah. that's where you can go, and it's not mostly that. There is a lot of that, but it's not it's not mostly that. Um, the places where I was were not that. It was like a nice comedy, th- couple of nice comedy theaters, yeah. Um, that uh, that do stuff and are welcoming and diverse. Uh, and then you know other places that I briefly went to that were more problematic, but not even they weren't even that bad. Um, but yeah, Austin is um, it's nice. The weather was really incredible the whole time I was there. Mm-hmm. I know it gets like really hot in Texas, like in the summer, but um. Uh, right now it was like warm every day like shorts weather but never like unbearable and there was a nice breeze and it was just like beautiful yeah sunny skies from california move there yeah um because it's like california but with uh, more bugs and humidity and less infrastructure yeah i really hate humidity i know it's like necessary a lot of times but like it's my least favorite weather yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. There's a yeah. lot of humidity in Texas. It's very humid. Yeah, like Florida can't do, could not ever do. I don't know why old people move to Florida. I know it's like warm, but it's also like unbearably humid most of the time. So I'm just Cheap. like, I guess, but like, why would you, you're old. It's like you could. Well, no, but I mean, Florida really got uncomfortable. that. Florida got that reputation because it was a place where middle class people could afford to retire. Mm, that's so true. So it's like so, yeah. a lot of older people in from middle class families moved down there, and so that's how it got the reputation, reputation of, being like, of being a place where. But rich older people, you're right. Like Bloomberg lives in Bermuda. Like yeah, <laughs> rich older people tend to live in like much more expensive places. Yeah. Although they do have Palm Beach and stuff. Like yeah, I know. I'm sure Florida can be great. I just, it's a lot. I think I've only really ever gone there in the summer and it's just like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's air conditioning now, so it's probably just like what most people do. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say most people have air conditioning in those places. Yeah, I think even That's in like, good, uh... I've heard even in like, uh, like crappy apartments and stuff, central air is just like standard. It is, I find it so heartwarming yeah. that you had to be told this because you're from a magical land it's where New York. it's cold a lot. Yeah, we don't have... Air conditioning is not... Is old. Air conditioning is not a standard thing in New York. I mean, it's like newer stuff and like nice stuff. Like, sure, you could have central air, but it's not like most apartments like in New York City do not have central air conditioning yeah, at I all. I can't and imagine even considering living somewhere... Like before I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. I couldn't fathom having to buy an air conditioner. Like that was news to me. In Nebraska, they have central air super standard? Yeah. Really? Are you kidding? It's 105 it gets, degrees in the summer in Nebraska. I, You're not. Yeah, I know, but it gets to be like really hot here in the summer too, but it's like cold and it's equally cold in Nebraska. Yeah, but New York's older. This is the thing is like the buildings are older and to update mm. them with central air, which came along in like the 70s or the 80s. 
um, to mm. update the buildings with central air costs money that landlords don't want to spend. Yeah, that's true. When they can just have you buy a window unit or whatever. Yeah, and it's not. And they don't hot. have to appeal to you because you you're gonna live here. Yeah, that's true. They're, they, not, they're not trying to lure people. Yeah, they have a thing that you have to have, which yeah. is shelter. Whereas, like Texas would be unlivable without AC, and it was like actually, my dad told me this, which is an interesting thing, and I'm sure is true because it sounds true. Mm-hmm. Um, he pointed out that like the populations in Texas and Florida and places like that were very very low compared to the rest of the country until like. 1970 or 80 when air conditioning became a thing Mm. and then construction and everything exploded down there and people could live down there um but yeah it was people didn't really live down there that much when there was no air conditioning yeah that's a good point because i don't think Um, uh, i couldn't but it's part of why like cities like dallas where i used to live they um because the population exploded so quickly in the last few decades the sewer systems are like decimated because oh, they have not been able to keep up with the the rising population and so you we would get like notices on our door all the time that we're like don't drink your tap water this week because there was a fire and they had to use foam to put it out and it gets in the water and you gotta wait and like, oh just, i thought you were gonna say don't drink your tap water this week it's just is everything's overflowing with shit there's just too much shit everywhere. I mean, that might have been what they meant and didn't want to say. We are reaching critical dump levels here. <laughs> but it is like... Sofas. We're not meant to handle this and much. It, it is bad. Like, the tap water there, I wouldn't recommend it. It doesn't taste very good. But, like... They had Scotty from Star Trek. She kind of handled this much shit. It really is like that, though. And the same thing with, like... I'm sure Austin has the simil- has a similar problem. Because I know Austin has that problem with um, their roads... Mm. Their traffic's gotten really bad because they only have, you know, you have your roads for like a city of 700,000 people and all of a sudden it's a city of like 3 million people and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Are there that many people in Austin? I don't know. But don't I'm sure the population big. of Austin has it's exploded. Yeah. I've definitely heard from people that, that, you know, my friend that I was doing the show with had lived there a while ago and then moved to New York for like 10 years or something and then moved back to austin he was saying it was like way more people there than there were before yeah everything is way more expensive i mean some of that's probably inflation but i'm sure it's like been brooklyn oh yeah for know. sure um but yeah austin has um in 2021 had about 2.1 million people wow uh yeah sorry i'm going through it now hang on i really want to see this actually i'm very interested in it yeah okay so <laughs> this is funny Oh, my dad is so right. <laughs> in 1980, the population of Austin was 383,000 people. Wow. And now it's 2,176,000 people. Every place was air-conditioned. Like, I mean... I oh, was yeah, at, for I was sure. was the creek and it was air-conditioned. Like, in no 2000, way. they were at 900,000 people. That means in 20 years, they've added over a million people. They've doubled in 22 the population. years. That's they've doubled their population, incredible. and by a lot. It's like yeah, a million more people. Yeah, and think seem... about when those sewers were probably built. Those sewers were probably built in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s yeah. to handle normal <laughs> to handle 300,000 shits a day. Yeah, but now we're handling over two million shits a day yeah. every day. People forget. Every day yeah. you shit. Sometimes more than once. Sometimes more than once. Especially, look, the food down there is amazing, but we've we've got to be we've got to be prepared for 
up to six million shits a day. Yeah, you're eating that many tacos, you think you're taking one shit a day? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man, we can't handle it. It's good. Yeah. The, street, the streets will be overflowing. Whereas the New York City it's area... It's more groundskeeper, Willie, than Scotty. The New York City population area in 1980 was at 15 million. This is like, I'm assuming the whole... Talking about the metro area? Yeah. whole metro area, yeah. 15 million. And in 2022, it's at 18 million. That's a lot more, but it's not as... It's more people, but it's only a... a it's a much smaller percentage like a, growth. Yeah, it's like yeah. a 1% a year growth rate. It's kind of like how many people could possibly... I we like Yeah. Could possibly fit into the metro area, I believe, would be where I grew up, too, would be considered the metro Maybe, area. Maybe, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always think that's really interesting, because, yeah, if you look at a lot of the cities that are... Like, actually, I wonder what Omaha's like that. Sorry, this is becoming okay. population podcast. It's okay. I feel like I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but I feel like it's not going to take that long to talk about it. So. Wow, hear that, ladies and gentlemen? It's not that important of an episode. You can turn it right off. This is uh, a filler arc. But wait this until is, we get the population of Omaha. This is that Dragon Ball Z episode where Goku and Piccolo uh, have to go get driver's licenses. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I'm sure that happened. It did. I'm sure it in did. In anime, they have to do filler episodes sometimes because they're just adapting the manga or the comic. And yeah. so, in, and they're doing it like at the same time. So it's like in order to make sure that they don't get yeah. ahead of the source material like Game of Thrones, they do filler episodes. So really, Game of Thrones should have done filler. They should have. I, I would um, watch some Game of Thrones filler arcs. I would because it would be funny. Um, but anyway, I want to share with you the Omaha growth rate, which is pretty much identical to New York City's. In 1980, we had 513,000 people in Omaha. And in 2022, we have 851,000 people. Oh. So it's about 1%, 1.5% 1 a year of yeah. growth. You're going to get hit um, a million, I think. We could hit a million. We, we might hit we a million in my lifetime. You're going to do it. Might. In my lifetime. I hope to point. be alive to see one million people. <laughs> it really, Omaha. considering it took my entire lifetime to get us 300,000 more people, it might yeah. be stretching it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> For me to see it in my and lifetime. you've done so much work. <laughs> I've done so much work to get people to Omaha. It is nice. I mean, I was there once. You were Twice, there? actually. You were there? It was, uh, it, you know, it's cool. I, I, I liked it. I don't like your tone. <laughs> I mean, I'm from upstate New York. I got, I don't have anything. Omaha is way better than like New Windsor or Cornwall. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not really. I mean, I guess Newburgh is something, but there's yeah. not really that much going on in Newburgh and Poughkeepsie. We just, we really just relied on New York City. We just leached off New York City. There's not yeah. that much going on in upstate New York. Yeah. I mean, if you like to hunt or hike or something sure but i didn't care about those things so and famously you you have no um local chains yeah this is a thing oh man we are so far <laughs> this is a thing i so in in uh texas i was gonna say austin but i think like a lot of texas there's like regional fast food chains so you've got Whataburger, there was In N Out Burger, which I know is not really like a Texas thing, it's more a California thing, but they have them in Texas. There was one, at least one in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, P. Terry's is one that's, you know, and then in Omaha, you had Runza. There's Broncos, which is not that many locations, but it's still like mm-hmm. a regional fast food thing. And I feel like there were some other ones that I can't remember. 
But New- Scooter's Coffee, did you say that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, you said that one. Raising Cane's is also not in New York at all. No, but I think that's more um, of a national chain that's maybe just in is. certain areas. But Whereas I, Runza and Broncos are like specific to the state of Nebraska. Although they yeah. do have Runzas in Colorado and Kansas, I think. And Whataburger is mostly specific to Texas, Yeah, I think. Whataburger is, I think, exclusively Texas. There might be some in bordering states, but yeah, I've like, only ever seen it in Texas. Yeah, so... Um, and in New York, we really didn't have... I'm trying to think. I was trying to look this up today. Something did say, like, here's the the best regional fast food places from every state. And they did say Golden Crust. And I was like, see, that is a good example oh. of what I was talking about. Because I was trying to think. I was like, we have, like, of course, regional restaurants. Some people said, like, Shake Shack, which is kind of a little more national now anyway. But I'm like, that's not really, like... I'm talking about, like, a fast food, like... I know Shake Shack is burgers. But I'm talking about, like, a drive through smash down burger you know what i mean like that you're you're getting at two in the morning food yeah bad food that's that you love and is delicious even if it's terrible for you or whatever and you want and you will eat drunk you know what i'm saying and that like i couldn't think of one in new york and golden crust is a good example of that because it is like a fast food thing it is unique i don't know that they're like super outside of the city I've never seen them outside. I have never seen anywhere. them outside. I've seen them in Jersey City, I think. But even still, um, like I don't think I've ever seen a Golden Cross that has like a, is a freestanding building with a drive-through. No, I don't think. Um, somebody also said Jolly Bee, which is pretty uh, northeastern. I don't know what that is. It's like a fried chicken place, sort of. They sell like uh, it's uh, Filipino based. It's like fried chicken. They have spaghetti. I've never been there. There's one near like the old UCB training yeah, center. The city kind of screws it up because everything. Yeah. This is where all the people are, and it's not a big car culture in New York. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's not like drive-through. It's not like you would have a drive-through in New York City. Yeah, in New York City, but I'm even saying like upstate, where it fully you drive mm-hmm. as much as you drive anywhere else. Well, I'm just saying they plenty. probably don't even need to branch out upstate because yeah. this is where all the people are. Maybe yeah, that's true. But um, but it's crazy. It's just I just couldn't think of a uh, of one golden. What cross about like Kennedy that? Chicken? Kennedy Fried Chicken? Yeah. I mean, that's in the city, right? I yeah, and they do have them upstate. I they guess they do that's have sort it upstate. Of, they do. I guess that's sort of a chain. Well, but, we just found it. But it's not really like again. There's no drive-throughs. Oh my god! I love that your main thing is like there has to be a drive-through. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be Kennedy Fried Chicken. I just didn't. I, I didn't know it was like a chain. I thought it was just one place until no, I got to I'm the pretty city. Sure there's no, there several. are many of them. Yeah, it's also funny because it's still KFC. Um, there's uh. There was another. Oh, so I did see Nathan's is a good example. But is Nathan's oh, national? No, I don't think. Well, Nathan's yeah. has a brand that they sell nationally yes. in grocery stores. Yes. But there are not like. Nathan's. Yeah. And again, I mean, I will say there's no like drive throughs for it. But that is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Nathan's is definitely like a fast food that's regional to New York. Yeah. So I would say like Golden Crust, Nathan's. I've never, I don't think I've actually eaten a Golden Crust, but I would. It just hasn't See, come up. I'm like, I'm starting to wonder if there isn't a Kennedy fried chicken somewhere with a drive through. Maybe there is. If there is, I'll add it to the list. But it doesn't, it never really struck me as like enough of a chain. It, mm. I always just thought it was just like the one place, but I, it, and there's I, one I was up on 30th Ave. I don't even think I knew that. I used to live on 30th Ave. I don't know that I knew there was a Kennedy up there. There's also like not, it didn't, never felt like there was like a uniform branding for Kennedy fried chicken. So it felt like, is this actually related or is this just... Yeah, that's true. Actually, this Kennedy Fried Chicken has a logo I've never seen before. So I maybe... swear they're not connected. It's like, <laughs> like 
I feel like they're just different places called Kennedy Fried Chicken, and nobody cares that much. I hope it's the same family, and there's like nine sons, and yeah. each of them wanted to open a chicken restaurant, <laughs> but in a different way. <laughs> I'm going to put pepper on my chicken. And they're just like fierce rivals. It's like Gallagher 2, maybe. And they're all stubborn, so they refuse to name their restaurant mm-hmm. anything other than Kennedy Why Fried Chicken. Why should I use a different name? Yeah, this is my name, too. Anyway, anyway so wrestling. 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 What is it? Memories. What is that song? Um, is it Cats? cats? Yeah, cats what is the song? Cats. How does it's it called go? Memory. Sing the song. Uh, you want me to sing? No, it's okay. Oh. Anyway. Oh, misty watercolored memory. Oh. I think is how it goes. Wrestling. That's, uh, yeah, anyway, listen to that song and add word wrestling instead of memories. Antonio Inoki died. Oh, no. That sounds serious. Yeah, it is. Is he, he okay? Yeah, I mean, now he is. I, you know, he probably yeah. wasn't before. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he's, uh, he was, I thought he was older than he was. He was only 79. Oh, no. But, uh, but he. That's a ripe old age for a wrestler, though. It is. That's true. That's nice. Um, yeah, he made, I mean, that's, that I is mean, an it's age. It's not nice that he died, but it's nice that he made it to a ripe old age. You know what's funny is my dad would have been 79 this past weekend. Wow. He wasn't a legendary Japanese wrestler, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't. you've never mentioned him he before. He was a legendary father, though. Oh, he, yeah. To me. That is nice. Um, never took you to a regional chain, though. He would have. <laughs> I mean, if they were around, he would have gladly. We loved fast food. Yeah. Um, but uh, Antonio Inoki, just to give some context for why this is important, he was like one of the most important figures in Japanese professional wrestling. He was like one of the, he mm-hmm. created new Japan pro wrestling. Oh, wow. Um, and like created its whole identity for a long time, mm. uh, for being like kind of a, uh, realistic type promotion and having the matches be really realistic. And he wanted mm-hmm. like, and it did seem like a real fight <laughs> most mm. of the time. And it has evolved. I mean, it still has that same spirit, but it definitely has evolved to be a little more showy now mm-hmm. and to incorporate some other styles. But he, uh, he was in like, he kind of wrestled everywhere. Famously, another big contribution he made is that he had an exhibition fight against Muhammad Ali, mm. which is supposed to be like a real fight. I think it did get a little bit worked because I, I, I mean, I don't think that Muhammad Ali wanted to lose at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he couldn't have won, but it was just like, I don't think he, you know, he had a lot riding on it. Yeah. Um, and so it was actually technically kind of the first or one of the first mixed martial arts fights. Oh. It was a boxer versus a wrestler. Wow. Because um, Inoki was, I mean, he did professional wrestling. He was super legit mm-hmm. and had done a lot of, legitimate competition as well so he uh they had that fight and that was kind of a precursor and led to mixed martial arts being created wow because especially like ufc originally was so he's like the granddaddy of a lot of things he is and that's like original ufc was just like okay we got a boxer versus a, a wrestler mm-hmm. or a kickboxer versus you know a, a guy who does jujitsu you know and you just mm-hmm. like would have your discipline 
mm-hmm. then you would just fight each other with no rules. And now I think mixed martial. I mean, I don't know too much about this stuff. But I think MMA is a style of fighting now. It is. Yeah, I think it's been like because people have now started to train. I mean, you still yeah. have different. There's still like different forms of stuff like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling or boxing or you know what Muay Thai or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can still specialize in something, but a lot of people I think just train in sort of a uh, like a blended together. MMA type of yeah, fight, you know, I, so that they're a little more well-rounded. Was dating a, an MMA fighter? Yeah, I think it's just like you know, you want to be more well-rounded now, and everybody mm-hmm. knows it's more common. So, it, but back then it was literally just like this guy does this thing, this guy does this thing. We're gonna have him fight and see who's who wins, you know? Yeah. Um. So Inoki was a huge, huge, huge icon in wrestling. One really one of the biggest of all time, and one of the most important people to professional wrestling globally. Uh, and so a titan has fallen. Mm. Um, cannot be overstressed how important Antonio Inoki was. Uh, I wish I knew more specifics about it, but you know, he was the WWE champion at one point, but it's not officially recognized by WWE for whatever reason. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. This is just a soundtrack for the obituary. Yeah, that you're doing because I think it's beautiful. A titan has fallen. Yeah. Antonio Inoki passed away at the age of 79. Thank you. That, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> Gerald to. Ford dead today. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want to do that. No, we shouldn't <laughs> it's do. Just, it's just ingrained in my brain. I know. That Dana Carvey sketch. But this is not a podcast about rehashing old SNL sketches. To explain a man's death, no, by the way. That's true. I know. But, uh, I, but I'm the only one here taking this seriously. I know. But Antonio Inoki is dead. Rest in peace. Thank you for all of the wrestling. Um, and yeah, he was involved in politics later in life. I don't really know too much about that, but. This is a touching yeah. obituary from a from a dedicated fan. Next week, I'll just add more to it because I will feel bad about it. No, you won't. I did that for Scott Hall. I felt like I didn't stress enough how important he was. And then. Uh, well, listen, listeners, text John and ask him about. <laughs> text John and ask him about this guy's life. He'll tell you. About Inoki. Um, but yeah, so rest in peace. Oh, boy. So let me, let's talk about. Uh, let's just, I guess, you know, I have like a few small things about New Japan to say. They had, since we were already talking about Inoki, let's talk about his promotion. Um, he, uh, uh, so New Japan had a, a double double header show this weekend mm-hmm. called Royal Quest 2, which, mm. like you said, sounds like an RPG. Yeah. Um, it's a show they do in the UK. They did it, I think the last time they did it was in 2019. Obviously, it's, it has been, they haven't really been traveling um, until recently again. So they did another one now. But it did not air anywhere. Mm-hmm. They filmed it and are just being super nebulous about like when it's going to air. Oh, because a lot of the outside Japan shows are not on their streaming service anymore. They'll like mm-hmm. they'll eventually put them on the streaming service, but for like months they're on Fight TV or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like a different pay per view service, which is very annoying as a person who subscribes to their streaming service. Yeah, uh, and this they're just like it should be up in a few weeks. Hmm. And it's like, why? Do you know the results? No, I don't. Oh, okay, um, so they keep those under wraps, or I'm sure the results are available because anybody oh, okay. can edit Wikipedia that was there. Oh yeah. Um, okay. but uh, but maybe they wouldn't be able to have a source uh, because 
there's no footage yet. Um, but it's just like really irritating that it's so nebulous about when it's going to be there. They should at least like say when it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and there were some like important matches on it too. Stuff. I feel like people on the Reddit or whatever would have the results too. Yeah, but it's it's but for New Japan as a company, they should just be like either have it up right away, even if it's through fight, and then. Yeah. Or just be like, on October 10th, it'll be available. Yeah, I you agree. know, Instead of like this nebulous thing. They said it should be up before, it should be available before the New York City shows that are coming up, which are like the 27th and the 28th. Yeah, that's weird. They don't have it's a date yet. Very weird. I love New Japan, but they do stuff like this a lot, and it's really annoying. Um, and then also speaking of that, they added a second night in New York City because the first one sold out so quickly. I don't have tickets yet. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to get a ticket for at least one of the nights. Um, but yeah, they added one and the, the, so it's, I think it's rumble on 44th street or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they added when are the, these? the 27th and the 28th of October. Mm. And it's going to be, the first one is the night before the rumble on 44th street, a Halloween special. Ooh. I hope it's spooky. I hope there's a mystery to solve. I bet there will be something spooky. Um, like a go, 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 go. A r- r- wrestle g- 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 ghost. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm gonna try to go to at least one of them. I know they're sold out, but I mean, I've gone to sold out shows before. I just pay mm-hmm. a little more for the ticket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those there's no card for that yet. Um, but yeah, that was just uh, some things that happened with New Japan. Okay, let's just saunter back over to AEW here. Um, oh boy, we're sauntering. So A E W. I know things now. Now I'll know things. Yeah, see, you know some. You'll know some some things here. So we had mm-hmm. uh, Tony Khan is so silly. What did he do now? <laughs> He's just there's like so many silly pictures of him celebrating with Bandito after because Bandito is this cool wrestler that. He's a luchador. He's wrestled in like Mexico and still does. He's wrestled in Japan. He's he was in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he challenged Chris Jericho for the world title, the ROH world title this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, there's like pictures of Tony Khan with him and he just looks so silly. He's like this big goofy smile. And then he was just like, after Bandito left, he just started like screaming to the audience, like literally like incoherently. Like I could not understand what he was saying. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just, he just gets too excited Adrian. and probably takes some, um, supplements that make him mm. too excited and it's so funny it, i mean i kind of love it uh how i saw a friend of mine from work got a t-shirt that has a picture of a little uh mjf meeting a little um cm punk or Aww. meeting cm punk as a grown cm punk's a grown-up in the photo mm-hmm. and mjf is a little kid oh yeah 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 you've seen that photo yeah yeah mjf has that yeah that's they got CM a t-shirt Punk. of that so CM Punk, i think cm punk might have made a t-shirt of that oh wow um, during their feud cm punk also had a few pictures you can find out there with stone cold steve austin as like a teenager oh that's cute yeah um and uh mjf also i don't know if you know this was as a small child like a five-year-old or something was on the rosie o'donnell show oh you have told me that yeah, yeah it's very adorable and he looks his head looks like the same Oh, you can mm-hmm. obviously tell it's him, and he says he's going to be, he wants to be, he was there to sing, oh, what was it? He sang a song, and he really committed very hard to it, and he said he wanted to grow up to be 
an opera singer and a wrestler. Oh. Um, and you know, now he's better than you and you know it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> sorry. I just got excited yeah. because of the shirt. It was a shirt I hadn't seen, which is rare for me. Because I've seen most of the shirts. There's a lot of shirts. There are a lot of shirts. Um, but yeah, Bandito uh, had a title match, a world ti- ROH world title match against Chris Jericho because he was a former ROH world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a great match. Jericho really let Bandito get his shit in, as they say, um, and sold for him. But Jericho retained, uh, and it was a great main event. And then... They have since offered Bandito a contract for AEW. He has yet to accept it uh, because he likes to work pretty internationally, so he might not want. But AEW is usually pretty cool with people working elsewhere, so Mm -hmm. I feel like he should just take it. And I would love to see Bandito on AEW TV more. Maybe they're getting less cool. Maybe. Maybe they are getting less cool. I mean, Tony Khan, I think, is going to have to tighten some things up because he's like, he did say he's not letting people out of their contracts now. Because mm. um, a lot of people like want to go back to WWE. And I think he, I, I, I'm not sure if he means it as like, we're not going to release people the way WWE does. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're, like to have job security, you know, mm-hmm. so that people won't like worry that he's going to, or if he means like, I'm not going to let you go from your contract so you can run back to WWE or whatever, you know. That probably means both. Probably does mean both. Um, things have been heating up, especially with Triple H, because now he's competing with somebody who knows how to compete with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Vince McMahon was just kind of like doing whatever, and none of it really made any sense. Yeah. And I love how clear that has become since he's left. That yeah. there was no rhyme or reason to anything. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that happened in Jericho. I really love Jericho as like this. He just said like he hates Ring of Honor and he's gonna like beat up all the the ring announcers and oh I saw everybody's that. gonna destroy Ring of Honor and he's a sports entertainer and he doesn't care about like this pure technical wrestling thing or whatever mm-hmm. and it's really reminds me of uh, in ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling which was like a big hardcore promotion um, among other things but Mick Foley was there Mick Foley was like a legendary Cactus Jack at the time he was a legendary mm-hmm. like deathmatch hardcore wrestler. And I mean, obviously, most people, wrestling fans are familiar with McFoley, but I'm just giving the context mm-hmm. of what he was like famous for. And he was a big ECW guy. And towards the end of his ECW run, he did a, a story where he like hated hardcore wrestling mm-hmm. and he thought it was bad. And he was like, I will never do hardcore. ECW sucks. I want to work for WCW again. Like, he was like, I want to go to the big leagues. This is like, mm-hmm. and he was anti hardcore. Mm-hmm. and it was great and they actually kind of redid it again in, e- in wwe in like 2006 when ecw came back and he kind of reran the same gimmick mm-hmm. um but yeah that it reminds me very much of that and it fits really well um it's soraya apparently <laughs> i guess it's soraya i Soraya. Hate it. i mean that makes sense with a british accent soraya 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 i mean british accents do tend to say like ah instead of ah mm-hmm. like almost exclusively like there's a, a british Soraya. there's a british announcer in uh, a commentator in new japan and instead of like hiroshi tanahashi he'll say tanahashi and it's like tanahashi. it's so strange because you would think that like the british way would be like tanahashi like you know but it seems like it's always eh. it's never ah in with that accent i don't uh, know eh? 
Ah. No, they say ah. I'm sure they do, but it, it feels like... On, there's like a million accents, too, in that country. No, there's just the one. Okay. You're right. There's just the one accent. You're right. I'm wrong. I, well, how would I know? How would you know? I, it's not like I've ever seen a British person. I've never yeah. heard one speak, that's no, for sure. No, certainly haven't written about one extensively. No. Um, no, you haven't... Uh, no, you're right. I just feel like I, I hear it from British accents more that they'll go ah instead of ah in a lot of words. Like in words where we would usually be like ah. You'll hear like what? You'll hear an, I can't... Well, ta- they Tanahashi. Like I would say Tanahashi. And they said... And there's like British commentators say Tanahashi. Oh, yeah, I guess it's like Los Angeles or whatever. Yeah, there's like, you know? Yeah, they talk funny. They talk different than us. They sure do talk weird. That's funny. They talk different than we be talking. We're talking normal English, and they're talking some kind of weird Europe-like way. Yeah, they sound like dumb. Yeah. I was saying, like, what, who talks like this? They sound like real this pieces is, you know, of work. This is real, you know, it's like, just talk like a normal person. Y'all, y'all need to go take some schooling, because I don't think y'all can speak the Queen's English. You get your ass over to school and listen to the teacher. I right? appreciate that we both channeled our various heritages yeah. for that. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's Soraya. Soraya. Which I don't like. Aww. I wanted it to be Soraya. That's I don't know. Why? But but maybe I don't know. It's, but Soraya, I'll get used to it. So you said Soraya in kind of a sexy way. Is it a sex thing Soraya. for you? <laughs> Is it a sex thing for you? Are you like? I don't know. <laughs> Who can know? And I'm so confused by this pronunciation. There's no way I can figure that out now. Oh dear, Soraya. Well, we're happy to have her however she wants to say her dumb yeah, name. We are happy to have her. She seems rusty. Uh, a lot of people are really is crapping she on her on squeaking? Twitter. Is she making a little Yeah. When she moves. When she moves, when she her knees are going. Oh no. Um no, but she seems like she had a weird promo where she talked about how she was getting cued to wrap up and was like, I'm gonna talk as long as I want and then she called everybody out, like all the women on the roster out to do like a lumberjack match. And she was just like really clunky and mm. it just seemed really weird. And as you pointed out, it might be that she's mostly used to like being scripted in promos because the majority of her career really was in WWE mm-hmm. and it's very heavily scripted and stuff. And she wasn't really known as being like a promo person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hasn't done one in a long time, really. So I don't know. It just seemed like a weird... <laughs> It's like, you know, you get back into stand-up and you have to go to a bunch of open mics to get your groove back. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you can't just... Nobody nobody just gets up on stage and is great. There's nobody who does that. Yeah, there's just some people that are famous enough that people will forgive them and just support it no matter what. Because they worked hard in their... Yeah, some people just have the skill, I guess, but it's like... uh, Well, I mean, I don't know who you're referencing right now, but I don't think there's anybody in the world who gets up on stage and just does whatever. No, I'm just thinking that, like, if you're, like, a super successful, like, stadium-type stand-up comic, you can probably... But they're they're also doing it all the time. I think the idea is that they haven't done it in a while and are rusty. Um, And so it's like, even if you aren't going to open mics or whatever, you're still doing shows all the time. Which stand-up are you I'm not talking about any specific stand-up. I'm just saying it's like... 
I just forgot that him doing the shows is also doing the thing. And I was like, oh, they're not going to, you know, Chris Rock's not going to open mics. So, you know, he's not doing stand up. No, they go to like yeah, exactly. the cellar and stuff. They do. They do. And also just even doing the big shows is, is regular yeah. reps. And know? even though, and even but yeah, they go to they do clubs yeah. and then they also do theater shows, the tour. Yeah, that's true. Like and Eddie, then Eddie they'll Izzard's, film the special after they tour. Yeah, like Eddie Izzard did a couple nights at here in New York to work out a special. Yeah. Um, that's a, And Mulaney's been touring for the past like year yeah. and a half with whatever special he's about to film, I think. Yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah, they tour, they work on it for a long, long time. That's true. So anyway, Soraya just needs to do needs a couple to do a nights tour. of the cellar. She um, really needs to do like a 12-month tour of like medium capacity uh, theaters. Yeah. And then uh, and then book the MSG show. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but yeah, it was a weird... It wasn't... I heard all these bad things about it and then I watched it uh, later and it wasn't as bad as people made it sound. I mean, it wasn't good and it was definitely mm-hmm. clunky, but people made it sound like it was almost incomprehensible. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it just like wasn't great. Uh, she did. What is it? Um, Britt Baker like made fun of her name or something, mm-hmm. and then her response was like. Somebody named Brit shouldn't be saying anything about anybody's name since it rhymes with shit. Or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, that is." They can't uh, say that on AEW. Anymore. I know they're like cur- they're bleeping out curse words more regularly now, and it's it's sad. Yeah, Chuck Taylor never got to say shit on TV. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then after that match, there was like a weird. You saw this match with me, Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb. Yeah, that match was so match. strange. It was just bizarre. It was like they were going in slow motion. I don't. There was a palpable sense that something was deeply wrong. It almost seemed like Tony Storm was like hurt because she was like, seemed like she was telling somebody she was okay after the match. It just was, I don't know who was at fault. It kind of seemed like Tony Storm was more off and just like not mm-hmm. selling and moving super slow. Yeah, the, the vibes were off. I even looked on Twitter and somebody said like, isn't this weird or something? Yeah, I'm So we sure. weren't the only people who noticed it. No, it was, especially for talents like tony storm and serena deeb who are both very good mm-hmm. and have had classic matches in the past it's was very noticeable you know yeah it was a really slow if it was somebody like inexperienced awkward. or whatever yeah you know you know that could understand that but this was yeah this was really weird this was and it. nobody's this was talking strange. about it folks because the mainstream media is trying to cover it up they are Tony Storm's recent match. What was the woman she was fighting's name? Serena Deeb. Serena against Serena Deeb was staged. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was not a genuine fight. They knew who would win. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stop the steal of our beliefs in the reality of these fights. Oh, boy. Oh, God. That's right. I'm getting political. Yeah. I was on board for this before, but now, uh, now I'm bailing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... Uh, but otherwise, it was a good episode of Dynamite. Mo- uh, John Moxley versus Juice Robinson was good. A- a- New Japan's Juice Robinson. Um, Juice. Juice Robinson. Uh, That's what you do when someone's called Juice. You go, Juice, when they juice. like walk in somewhere. Yeah. I did hate that name when I first heard it. Now I'm kind of. Now, you, now used you're to like, it. 
Juice. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Juventud Guerrero used to refer to himself as Juice. The Juice. Hoobie Juice. Mm. Um, but yeah, he. That uh, was, you know, good to see New Japan guys on AEW TV. He, oh, Juice Robinson is also at least dating and maybe engaged to Tony Storm. So, at least dating and maybe engaged. I can't remember if they're engaged. They might just be dating. That's I so funny. I can't remember. They may have gotten engaged, but I could be remembering at that At least wrong. dating. At that much we know. At the very least, hooking up. At the very least, they are kissing on the lips. At the very least, they've been texting. <laughs> at the very least, they know each other. Yeah. If nothing else, <laughs> they've heard they've of each been other. Introduced. <laughs> they've been introduced. Um, but somewhere between having been introduced and being engaged to be married, we know they are. So they take it may, from us, folks. Yeah, they've either been introduced or been married for forty-five years. Yeah, somewhere I in between remember. those two extremes, you will find the truth. Yeah. Oh, oh. they're divorced. Oh, okay. oh. no, they're not. shoot. How did we get it so no, wrong? I don't. Um. Okay, that feels like enough. Oh wait, no, there's actually two more things about it. Well, one quick thing: Dan Lambert is apparently done with AEW. He said Dan Lambert was a guy who was like. Uh, I love it when you have to explain to me like so Dan Lambert said he's done with this so anyway Dan Lambert was a guy (laughs) he was a guy that like ran like American Top Team which is a bunch of like MMA fighters who really none of them took it to AEW because I don't I think Tony Khan really likes MMA and like doesn't understand that like not every wrestling fan cares at all about MMA like Mm -hmm. I truly I'm not trying to like insult MMA or say it's like it's cool, you know what I mean? Like, being able to do that stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand the appeal of training in it. I just, like... You seem like a wrestling fan, though. It like it, it seems like there's a couple different kinds of wrestling fans. And one of them is probably guys who like to watch fights, parentheses, generally. And so they'll, like, be into MMA. But you yeah. seem like of the wrestling ilk who like wrestling for the specific like theater of it like the performance itself like the stories and the characters and how that culminates in a fight um yeah so that's true yeah wrestling especially like the performance of the match itself is like it is like a dramatic piece Mm -hmm. and you can get really invested in it and it is exciting it's like a sporting event that you can yeah uh you know it's it's basically like if a sporting event was written like a song and you yeah. can like dictate where it goes and you can make it really dramatic and then like watching an actual sporting event can be like that. Uh-huh. And if you really are into the sport itself, I mean, and that goes for MMA, boxing, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're really into it, you can watch it and appreciate the technicality of what they're doing mm-hmm. or like analyze it or whatever. But, like, if you aren't into it, it's just nothing to also, you. you, know you I mean? said, like, you just don't no, do anything out of it. There's you know? no real, like, in a regular sporting event, there's no real narrative arc. Like, you can project narrative arcs yes. onto it to some extent. But, like, a wrestling match is guaranteed to have that, like, what you were just saying. Like yeah, that, exactly. That structure that... Um, and some people that doesn't appeal to. Some people are more mm-hmm. into the you know the realistic nature of the competition and that's fine and there is a narrative to everything really i mean it's Mm -hmm. not even just like oh well you know lebron james is back in cleveland because he wants to like win a championship with cleveland it could also just be like 
there's and I'm sure in every MMA fight there's a story being told in the fight itself. Somebody's trying to get it's the same yeah, story as they not, tell it, it's but not it's not the way that, I'm just trying to show some like No, I know. To, but, but, I'm, but like, you're right. I agree with you. Fundamentally, we can say factually that when someone crafts a wrestling match ahead of time, which is what they do, yeah. they are essentially writing a work of fiction and theater. Yes. Whereas no one's doing that in MMA. You might have no. a narrative emerge. You might, yes, and you can say a story is being told. But really, like, you have to tell that story. The audience yeah. does. In wrestling, the story is told to you. Yeah. And it's just sort of like whatever appeals to you more. Like, I just have never been a sports guy. I've never really been able to get invested. In I can, like, sort of get invested here or there if it's, like, a big thing or somebody else is really into and it. you just shocked and our then- audience into... Oh, that I don't like sports? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And who, who knew? Um, but, like, if you put me on phone of a football game, I mean, I will zone out. And I, like, cannot. I have tried so many times. Yeah. I've been able to get a little bit into here and there, like, a Super Bowl. If I'm with people that are really into it and can explain it and there's, like, a story to it. But for the yeah. most part, like, I could. It's, like, hellish for me to sit there and try to watch, like, football on a Sunday. I haven't watched a football game since I started dating this man because I knew it would result in... What are you doing in there? Yeah, I knew it would result in, like... Turn that crap off! Being, like, I can't stand this. I hate this. And I'd have to be, like, okay. Yeah, well, I would just leave. When I was in, like, college... Sundays really sucked because I didn't care about football mm-hmm. and all anybody would do is watch football. Aww. And so you, I was just like kind of hanging up by myself. You were persecuted. I was persecuted. You were persecuted because you didn't like the football. I was persecuted. Oh, that's so sad. Um. Anyway. Everyone else, is, everyone else is off enjoying things they like when they could be. Watching wrestling. When they could be hanging out with John. Nothing more than wrestling. wrestling. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Dan Lambert's gone. He did that thing, and all those MMA guys are gone too, I think. And I mean, honestly, fine. <laughs> Dan mm-hmm. Lambert could do some stuff, but I was pretty tired of him. And even he said he was like, I feel like it was getting pretty stale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Andrade and Sammy Guevara have been having a little Twitter feud. Because uh, Andrade did an interview where he said that Sammy Guevara got mad at him for being too stiff in a match. Mm-hmm. And then they've been getting into it back and forth. And Sammy Guevara told him to go back to WWE where he wants to go. And that he was only hired because Ric Flair is his father-in-law. And then he can't get over. And Andrade was like, I could kick your ass, basically. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I, uh, I'm i interested. They should just do a feud out of this. Like a real feud. Yeah. I don't want Andrade to leave. AEW, but if he goes to WWE and is used well, I that's fine. Wherever he's most happy and is most prominently featured, that's really all I care about at this point. If somebody's not happy where they are, they should leave. You uh, hear that, everybody? John just wants you to be happy. Yeah. So do what you need to do for yourself, even if it means you know watching sports, leaving a situation that no longer serves you, and. You know, um, just like starting fresh. The situation no longer serves me. Um, all right, let's talk about, let's wrap things up with some WWE news and notes. News and notes, news and notes, news and notes. News and notes. Um, okay, I we didn't gotta, need a button. Thank you. I was, I was handling the, the let sound. me have one job. You like the sound effects button. Yeah, let me yeah. have one job. Uh, so we had, uh, 
I don't have really much of an update on this, but they're continuing to play that White Rabbit song at, how, at live events, and they're ah, teasing Bray yes. Wyatt. Yes, I've seen mutterings about this Lots all over the place. Lots of Bray Wyatt place. mutterings. I've so seen it. He's He's got to be coming back. He's got to be. Uh, it would be so weird if it wasn't him. When do you think he will, if he does? I'm trying to think. Well, Extreme Rules. Is there something on Saturday? Extreme Saturday rules? is Extreme Rules. So yeah, Somebody on Twitter also said they thought Sasha and Naomi were coming back on Saturday, but they then they admitted that was just their wishful thinking and not a thing. That they yeah, did. I think people are just guessing them coming back at every pay-per-view <laughs> until yeah. they come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Extreme Rules is, a, it's you know, it's kind of the Halloween show a little bit. So mm. it, this year, because it's in October, so I could see it being then. Maybe he'll, he could also come back on like a Raw or something. Um, But yeah, he's spooky, so Halloween makes sense. After that, I mean, he, he could come back and the next one is Crown Jewel or whatever in Saudi Arabia. He could come back there. Um, or he could come back... Uh, at Survivor Series, which is the next like big big show that they have, I guess they also try to make the Saudi shows big. But um, Survivor Series feels like it is it's one of their like classic you think Survivor big Series four is the more likely one. Then I don't know if I think it's the more likely one necessarily, but it is more of the cla- like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series are their classically biggest shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be, I don't know, but it seems like Survivor's, that's like a ways off. It's like almost two months away. Do you think they'll do another tease, like a bigger tease? Maybe. Uh, I feel like if they do anything, though, it'll be like too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might. They haven't, I don't think they've done anything on TV. Maybe they did something on Raw last night and I didn't see it. Mm. Um, but yeah, they... Uh, sorry, everybody. We don't have a wrestling expert on the show today. Yeah, sorry. He took the week off. Um... But yeah, so that's happening. Um, WWE is apparently using shorter ladders for women's segments and matches now. Oh, I saw they did a ladder match like last night or something. Yeah, apparently they're using like eight to ten foot ladders on or something Raw instead of like week. fifteen foot ladders or whatever is it was. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It depends on I, I you know what your huh. feelings are on women using ladders. I guess I mean, like. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I feel like they can use the same ladders. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen like, oh man, this ladder's too big for this lady. Um, you know, I feel like they could probably use. Women can't go up high. Yeah, I feel like the the ladder's function is the same, and they could just use the same one. No, women can't go up very high. They can I, only go up a little bit. Yeah, I don't. But not very high. Do they think they look too small compared to the bigger ladders? I mean, I guess if you are wrestling, I would prefer to use smaller ladders because it would mean less of a fall. It would also probably be easier to handle. Yeah, you can pick them up easier. I, maybe yeah. that's the idea. Um, yeah, maybe because a lot of the women are probably shorter. Um, I mean, yeah, that's. I'm sure that most it of the It might be harder for them to handle the full-size ladder uh, for some of them. Most of the women's wrestlers but are probably But also, again, but... I can't say it enough. Women can't go up high. Yeah. That's the thing is they just... We live they, on the, the second floor. If we were any higher, I wouldn't be able to live here. No, legally. Because women can't go up high. Legally, you can't. That's why your neighbors had to move out. Yeah, because they, they had a woman. They, yeah, they found out that women were living and up they there. Found they found out like, that she was living up high, and they were like, no, women cannot be up high. By decree. <laughs> um, this is the way. This is the way. Out. 
because you're up too high. Um, so yeah, that's happening. I guess I don't know. That's something I read. Speaking of ladder matches, we've got Bailey versus Bianca Belair in a ladder match coming up this Sunday at Extreme Ooh. Rules. Wait, Extreme Rules is on Sunday. Extreme Rules is sorry Saturday. Oh, they, okay. Classically, wow, good the pay per views have, have been on Sundays, but now they're all on Saturdays. Good thing you have expert. Yeah, that's me. true. Um, but uh, so Bailey is in that match, and she's a big old heel now. <gasps> and her her super fan, who used to be a little girl and is now probably a teenager, Izzy. She was used to be at all the NXT shows. Oh wow! And famously, in their feud, in her feud with Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks stole Izzy's Bailey headband and put it on and mocked crying oh, and then threw it on the ground I and stomped that. on it and threw it at her or whatever. Like, uh-huh. It was great. And then she, uh, so Bailey now turned on Izzy and like complained about her. And then Izzy said something about how girls are, you know, it used to be okay to like wear that head or, you know, it was meant something to her mm-hmm. to like follow Bailey. And then Bailey tweeted back at her, You're the worst. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah. So Bailey's turned on Izzy. Wow, her own fan. Yeah, her own personal fan. That's rude. Yeah. And then, uh, so that happened. So we'll, you know, um, Biff Busick, formerly Oni Lorcan in NXT, is, has been, he was in, he was a big indie wrestler and then he was in NXT for a while, former NXT tag team champion. His partner got hurt. They had to vacate the titles and then he asked for his release eventually, I think. He's a fantastic talent. Now he's back apparently as a guest coach in NXT. So maybe he's going to come back as a coach. I would mm. still love to see him wrestle. I don't want him to be done yet. He's not even that old. He's like in his mid-30s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the scuttlebutt on him. A lot of bees. Bray Wyatt, Biff Busick, Bailey. Yeah. I miss those. I miss Bailey's. I was watching some old entrances recently, and mm-hmm. I really miss Bailey's old entrance with the the, the tubes, the tube guys. Yeah, that was God, pretty that great. was a good entrance. I liked her music then too. It was fun. I liked it when it would like zoom out and yeah. the guys would be up and she'd look really. It just looked really cool. Yeah, and her music was really good too. Yeah. I liked her music a lot. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Maybe someday, but you got to change over time. You know. Yeah, I know you got to change. I just, I think, I think her newer stuff just has never, uh, never hit quite as well for me. Yeah, her newer music. But she's a heel, so you're not supposed to like it anyway, I no, guess. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I I know, it doesn't hit. I miss I miss that Bailey. <laughs> I miss that Bailey, too. Um, Those were some times, man. I remember when it was like Sasha Banks and Bailey and Becky Lynch and Sasha fighting Charlotte and... Yeah, four remember? horsemen. Yeah, oh yeah. Remember all the? Sorry, I'm all just the times feeling nostalgic for they the were... pure, more innocent pre-pandemic WWE times. Yeah, there was a lot of hope in that women's division <laughs> and NXT was incredible. Oscar and Bailey. It's funny it that I'm so nostalgic for a period though that we can all agree was terrible and everybody was under a lot of like strain and pressure yeah. and having a miserable time because Vince McMahon was at his full power. But yeah. like also. I miss that. Some of it was really good. And the NXT stuff with the Triple H was in charge of, which is a lot of what you're referencing, is Yeah, that's is what really I miss. Good. It's like the NXT Triple H era. That's yeah. what I miss. But that's like becoming what it is now. So yeah. that's good. But yeah, it's very... Um, it was great. There was a lot of hope. that's the last time I was really like intensely paying attention to it. Yeah, there was just like a lot of hope, you know? Yeah, there and, was a lot uh, of... And the women's division was really... Because it was like 
the women's division was getting really exciting. Like, it, was. it was. It was. That- NXT Women's Championship could have main evented any NXT show just as easily as the yeah. NXT Championship. And it was for a while. And then they just kind of like pushed it back down the card a little bit, which is weird. I was like, you had, and people were over. I don't know. But it was, uh, but yeah, it was just as important. It was, it felt very much equal and not just like that they were saying yeah. that it was like got booked super well. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry yeah. I interrupted you to get all nostalgic there. No, that's okay. I feel like I'm just trying to power through stuff because i feel like we're going super long uh and then i guess just like a quick i don't sasha banks watch i had a naomi watch i have really no updates at all booker t said that he thought that sasha and naomi should have done the match first and then locked out but he did say he wants them to be back and booker t has a lot of kind of shitty opinions on stuff so uh-huh. he's pretty he's like a pretty I much a wwe this, guy yeah, i did see and he him. doesn't he he pretty much will always just say whatever supports wwe yeah um and uh i love booker t he's like one of my favorites of all time but he's like really in the bag for them and yeah. uh but he did say he wanted them to come back yeah, I mean, he's also offering this opinion at a time when it's easier to offer that opinion because we're further out from it and yeah. emotions aren't as high and Vince is gone. So it's like, yeah. I think it's much easier to say things like, oh, this is what I would have done. Whereas like at the time we were all freaking out and I don't think that saying that would have been something that went over well. Yeah. So it might just be a thing he's saying to keep in good graces at WWE. And it sounds like he was pretty fair to them at the end they're like oh i'd still like them to come back or whatever yeah i'm not sure if he said it in that exact order but he did say he wanted them to come back and mm-hmm. he was just he, he wasn't really he wasn't being super critical he was just saying like if i had done it i would have done it this way because i think you should mm-hmm. do it that way but yeah he wasn't like man they're super unprofessional you know he wasn't right. like that it wasn't it like wasn't, the wwe official statement or yeah anything. no it was not as petty or mean <laughs> or unprofessional as that it was a much more professional statement than their a professional statement yeah which again i can't believe anybody signed off on because it was so vindictive and petty I know. and the kind of thing that would happen when it was just vince mcmahon and like kevin dunn <laughs> in know. charge and could do whatever they wanted um but yeah we got uh aw battle of the belts four is on friday the only match announced is Pac defending the All-Atlantic title against Trent Beretta after Pac uh, kind of screwed over Orange Cassidy by using like the, the ring bell oh. to, win the, uh, to win the match. And so he's defending against his Orange Cassidy's best friend's partner, Trent Beretta. Mm. So that'll be a good match. Um, there's no other, there are no other matches announced yet. They're going to be taping it probably after Dynamite or with Rampage. Um, oh, wait. It's usually on... Interesting. It said it was on October 7th. It's usually on Saturdays, I think. But Extreme Rules is on on Saturday. Mm. So they don't want to put a short special on at the same time as Extreme Rules. Yeah, I don't think they would. Yeah. And then Extreme Rules is happening on Saturday. So, or, so um, I don't know. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the oh, SmackDown Women's title. Liv Morgan. We'll say Liv Morgan. It's an Extreme Rules match, so she can use weapons and stuff. Um, I also feel like it's kind of she's kind of becoming a big deal lately. Yeah, I would support Liv Morgan. Ronda Rousey really doesn't need to be the champion, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I think Liv, Liv Morgan seems to be on the upswing. She's got heat. She's real hot right now. That's right. Live Long and Morgan. Yeah. Um. Got Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins in a fight pit match oh. with Daniel Cormier. 
who is, I believe, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's a big MMA fighter uh, or has been a big MMA fighter. I don't know if he's currently one. Um, he is a special guest referee. Uh, that match should be great, probably. Uh, I know Matt Riddle's a horny guy or whatever, but he's uh, has been in the uh, the news. He's a horny creep with bare feet. Yeah, but uh, the match should be good. Um, and uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. That's where their wrists are tied uh, together. So, like, you're tied together with a tether, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use it as like a weapon too. Uh, so that match should be fine. I don't really like carrying cross that much. He's not bad. He's just kind of boring, but it should be all right. Uh, hopefully Drew McIntyre wins. So I forgot to have a prediction for Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. It'll probably be Matt Riddle because Seth Rollins won the last one. Um, I'll say Drew McIntyre wins this other one because, but ah, actually carrying cross will probably win because he can kind of cheat and this is like his first big match back. So he probably should win. Um, I do love the prediction section because it's just you having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. Well, I go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could just give predictions. Why don't you read this and tell me who you think is going to win the last oh few matches? Oh, my God. Oh, with no. With no context at all. I have some context. You have a little context. You're right. I know things. I'm just not obsessive. Okay, um... Let's see. A ladder match with Bianca Belair with Alexa Bliss and Oscar and Bailey with damage control with Dakota Kai and Yosuke. Um I'll say I mean I think Bailey would win, but right. only because I think it's about time Bailey won because I don't think Bailey's won anything in a little bit, right? Yeah, she was injured for like a year. Because Bianca's been the champion. Yeah, Bianca's been the champion since WrestleMania, and she's great, but I do agree that it could be time to get, because Bailey has just made this big comeback, and because yeah. of her injury, she hasn't been champion in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would, and her stable just won the tag team titles. I feel like yeah. it would just freshen things up for Bailey to win. I think Bailey should win and probably will win. Actually. Yeah, I agree. And she a um, ladder match you could win real shitty. Like yeah. Bianca Belair does not have to like legitimately or, lose. Or Bailey uh is about to win or Bianca's about to win. And then what happens? Um I'm amazing. And then they run in there and they Beat everybody up with the short little ladders. Yeah. <laughs> the the tiny little step ladders that they have. <laughs> the tiny little ladders for the women. Because <laughs> they can't go up high. They cannot go up high. It's too scary. It's too scary. It's, it's too scary. It's too scary up here. It's too scary up high. But she's I, a little scared. No. Oh, mamma mia. Yeah. All the women wrestlers in WWE are Italian, but yeah, they don't yeah. let you know that because yeah, they yeah. have them do fake accents. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, Edge versus Finn Balor um, with the Judgment Day, Damian Priest. So I'm going to say Edge. Yeah, it feels like Edge could uh, take this one because it's a big... It's an I quit match, which yeah. means Edge would have to quit if he lost, right? No, it means that you lose by saying I quit. That's the oh. only way you can lose. Oh, then I think Edge is definitely going to win because I don't think they would want Edge to say I quit. Yeah. That would be would, so degrading. It would have to be like... They'd have to like, 
beat up Rey Mysterio or something and have it be like, we won't stop until you say I quit or something. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like he wouldn't. It feels like it's time for him to like get his yeah. revenge on this stable that cast him out. I don't know. Yeah. As I, much as I would like to see Finn Balor get a big win. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like Edge is the underdog here and they would want him to win. Sure. Um, Just some storytelling rules, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, The Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge, Holland, and Butch versus Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig, Kaiser, and Giovanni Vici. Well, the fascists are having a really good year, so I'm going to say Imperium will win this one. Mm. Yeah, it certainly could be. I feel like because Seamus lost to Gunther at Clash of the Castle, he'll he'll get this he'll, his win back here with this six-man. But, but I don't know. Imperium's on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. so who knows uh but yeah that should be fun looks like a good show um but that's really all i had did you have any final thoughts um my final thoughts are all about vulture festival which is the thing i'm working on right now mm. to plan and book in la november 12th and 13th it's gonna be really fun and i'm working on a hopefully a special little surprise hopefully special the, hopefully i'll have a little special thing for our listeners a to surprise? enjoy. Maybe there might be a surprise. A surprise? I'll know after this week. Wow. It's a big week for me, folks. I'm about to find out if there's going to be a big surprise for everybody. I'm excited. I hope it's a present for me. I, it unfortunately kind of is, now that I'm thinking about it. Damn it. Everything's Can't for you. Can't wait to find out what the surprise is. Okay. All right. Well, that's all. But all right. have good, a good day, everybody. Good night and good wrestling.